Okay, hi guys. So this is our first episode of Ultra Melodic Podcasts. I'm Dylan Rangenberg, and I'm here with my co-host Venetia. And we're just basically in this podcast, just going to be talking about all things music related. We're going to dive into artists' full discographies, and we're going to talk about just you know our opinions on little you know things music related here and there, you know fun games along the way and all that. And our first episode today is going to be on Taylor Swift. She's the artist of this week that we chose to discuss. She has a lot of albums, nine to be exact. So let's get diving in right into her discography. So first we have Taylor Swift, also known as Debut by her fans. So Venetia, if you want to talk about that and your thoughts on it. Sure. So Debut came out in 2006 and she was 16 at the time of its release. Um, so I actually took some notes on my thoughts on it and I even included notes on her cover art, just like, just because it's an important part, I think. Um, just the cover art real briefly, not a fan. Um, I didn't like the blue, green, uh, wispy looking things and her hair just, I don't know, like it's, her hair is somewhat iconic, but I just didn't like (laughs) that. (laughs) Like, I just didn't, I just didn't like that cover. I don't know why. Um, But overall, I think it was a strong debut. And it's her most country sounding album. So it's the most different from anything else that she has produced, I think. Um, I wouldn't say like, like, like this is a good start for her. I think this was, this was a good place for the public to see what she will bring to the table. And I think a big part of that is we got to see her songwriting. At the age of 16, writing these songs is an incredible feat, I think. And that's something that we got to see. Um, That was kind of like my main, those are my main thoughts. I I love Country Taylor. So I do, a part of me does love listening to this album, but mainly the singles are, are where I'm at. You know, I'm thinking Picture to Burn, Teardrops on My Guitar, Our Song, Cold as You. Those are the songs that I mainly like listening to. But Dylan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so, you know, Taylor Swift, original album, um, only 15 and 16 years old when she wrote this. So I feel like just naturally off of that, when you're that young, your ability in songwriting as a songwriter, which Taylor Swift is, is going to be limited. You're not going to have the mental capacity to reach the highs that she reached later in her career. And I'm sure she would agree with me, you know, it's just very, very young and limited in experience. It's not a bad album. It's not, there's nothing offensively bad about this album. It's just not that good. It's, you know, straight up country, like you said, mm-hmm. um, definitely, you know, within that realm, but there's there's nothing to really write home about this album. It sounds like a 15 and, or 16 year old wrote it. Granted that it is good for that age. I couldn't mm-hmm. write it home that good still. Yeah. But um, I mean, a lot of the songs, you know, on here are just kind of forgettable. And I feel like a lot of the fans would agree with me. I can't even like really, I don't go back to this album that much. I can't even remember too many songs. Obviously, you know, uh, Tim McGraw, her debut single, it's a solid country mm-hmm. song. Um, yeah. But like a lot of the other songs, on, you know, like you said, Picture to Burn, Teardrops on My Guitar Good, but a lot of these other songs, like, let's see, The yeah. Outside Tie Together with a Smile, um, Cold as You, Should Have Said No is Not Bad, but like Invisible, all these songs that I'm mm-hmm. saying, like they're just kind of forgettable. And it's like Taylor's done a lot better ever since then. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. It's not bad, but it's just, you know, just Taylor's grown as an artist. We know that. Yeah. And he knows that too. Yeah. So yeah. That's yeah. I, I completely agree. It's a great start, but she's just progressed since. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. So with oh. So then, uh, so then for um, next album we have Fearless, which is essentially her sophomore effort. This came out in two thousand eight, and commercial success for her. It won album of the year, the Grammys. Um, it had smash hits, Love Story, You Belong with Me. So yeah, Venetia, what do you think about this album? Um, I so I like giving these albums like my own little titles and I put like her breakthrough album question mark. There's one of like either fearless speak now or red, which we will talk more later about um, is her breakthrough album. And I can't decide which one, because I think all three of them played a role in making her a household name. But um, yes, so this album had a lot of commercial success. Love story is my all time favorite Taylor Swift song. Mm -hmm. So that song, has it has a lot of meaning to me um I think so she was 18 at the time of this release I think and the level of maturity of her writing is on par with someone of that age like so with her debut I feel like she was a little more mature than what I expected a 16 year old to write Mm -hmm. but then with Fearless I was like okay no she's writing at the age level that she is so my biggest, I think my biggest critique about this album is that I think some of the lyrics are just simply outdated. I just don't, I can't really look at that album and say like, yeah, this was really great writing when she so clearly has produced something mm-hmm. even better with Folklore and Evermore. And like, again, it, it was, it was great for its release. Um, but she's, she's just done so much better. I also think this is kind of where she started including pop elements. And that definitely helped her in her rise to fame as well. And um, and then, of course, the re-recordings came out this year. I like the re-recording better. Yeah. I like everything. The production is better. Exactly. She sounds better. Yeah. Um, the Vault songs did not disappoint, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I actually enjoyed all of them. Most of them probably better than some of the original tracks even and I'm just I'm really glad that she was able to do that and release them um on her own own, exactly on Mm -hmm. her own terms the way that she wanted us to hear it Mm -hmm. so that's what I think I agree with that there's not about the original um fearless album there's not really that much for me to say I think it was definitely a step up from Taylor Swift but I do think that overall this album is solid it's country pop and I do think it's good for what it is I think it's better than her bottom barrel albums but I don't think it's as good as her top tier albums so when we're looking at you know um songs on here that this that this track list has so like white horse is pretty good fearless probably one of my favorite album openers title track I love that one um, obviously we got Love Story and You Belong With Me, 15, I like, that's a, you know, cute song for the time, but yeah. then you've got other songs like Superstar here and other, you know, filler-ish tracks that like aren't as good. So mm-hmm. it's not really like, just like Taylor Swift, it's not anything offensively bad. And I do really think this is a step up. So I think it's solid overall, but like you said, it hasn't really stood the test of time as well as her other albums. Right. And it's not one of my top choices to play but with this re-release, like we said, I really do think that is better than the original album. And we get to see how she intended it to be with her mm-hmm. current voice and all of that. And I really do like the vault songs. Mr. Perfectly Fine's great. Yes. But that's one of my favorite that was my favorite one. But I really yeah. do think that this album did not deserve to win album of the year in 2010, mm-hmm. I believe it won. 
I, mm-hmm. but I do, I can see again a nomination. I just don't think it deserved to win. I think some of her other albums deserve that more. So that's kind of where I'm at right now with. I, I agree. I, I don't think this was the album to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as we transition into Speak Now, her third album, I think honestly, even though Fearless is commercially successful, probably more commercially successful because it had two smash hits. I really do think that Speak Now honestly overshadows this for her country magnum opus, if you will say. Mm -hmm. I think this album's even better than that. So what are your thoughts on it? Speak Now is my favorite Taylor Swift album. Mm -hmm. I will, I will like that. Like that album is, is, is so good. It's, it's so good. Um, (laughs) The cover, (laughs) the cover art, okay. I didn't talk about the cover art in the last album. The yeah. cover art isn't as good. I was like, you know, the purple dress is iconic, like, but it's it's like, eh, mediocre. But what I love most about this album is this is, in my opinion, it's her most authentic work. This is entirely written by her. So like every single word that you hear on this album is just Taylor Swift. These are her thoughts, her feelings, her opinions. And that, like, to me, that just resonated so well. Like, when I listen to it, I, I know I'm listening to her. I'm not listening to anyone else. I'm listening to her. Yeah. And that's what I love. So, and, and again, like, Taylor Swift, as you said before, is a songwriter. This is, this, this is the talent she needs to showcase is, is through mm-hmm. her words. Yeah. Um, I do like, again, more pop elements you start to see here. Um, but when I was doing a little bit of research, a lot of people would say, like, Mean is one of her most country-sounding songs. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, people don't like it, but I love I love Mean. I think it's so it's so yeah. cute. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I love Mean. Um, one of the reasons I think this is my favorite album is also it has a lot of nostalgia for me. Mm. Um, it's played all the time. This is all I heard for a, a good year or two. Yeah. Um, and really, I think this contains some of her best works. Like Dear John has to be one of her, one of her best songs. It's essential Taylor Swift. Exactly. It's, it's so well-written. Um, it's also her longest song too. Um, but I think, I think Speak Now, mm -hmm. uh, Speak Now was like the end of her like really country era. I think Red was the transition Speak Now was like the last of the country albums. Yeah. And so with that, I want to emphasize that I think Taylor Swift was very influential in this genre. I think she was that artist that got people interested in, in country music. Mm-hmm. And she, along with other, I think, mainly female country singers, um, really pushed this country pop idea, you know, making it a little bit more mainstream so that more people will enjoy it. So I think her influence in that genre is probably greater than any other genre she's done, mm-hmm. which I think is a hot take for some people, but yeah. that's personally, <laughs> that's where I stand. No, I feel like since it was so long ago, people honestly, like, I mean, I don't think they forget, but they kind of overlook it because I remember I was eight years old when this album came out and I remember seeing her everywhere, even still, like at the CMAs, the Country Music Award, yeah. and like even hearing her like on country radio, like I think I remember like, means the story of us and like speak or sparks fly I heard like those on the radio a lot when sparks. I was really really young and mm-hmm. those songs have stuck with me but I really do think that this album it has like honestly like a nice little country and rock blend too mm-hmm. it sound to it and I really do like it um my favorite all-time favorite Taylor Swift song is probably Enchanted and that is on this album it honestly just hits different than all Taylor Swift songs mm-hmm. I feel like Ugh. 
that bridge is great. But yeah, um, uh, other than that, Back to December, also one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. Yeah, I just love that. that. I really like Haunted too. Yes, that's um, so beautiful. Yeah, so it has a lot, like a lot of these songs are in contention for like my top Taylor Swift songs. Mm-hmm. And then you got, let's see, yeah, the ones I just said. And then you got songs like Better Than Revenge, which is like a bit of a problematic bop, <laughs> kind of. It's I, I mean, mode. yeah, it was, it's problematic, but like, it's still <laughs> But like, the things so, like, you know, so my issue with this album and why I don't think it's her number one best album, I do still think it's a little bit bloated in the track list. And I do think that some songs could have maybe been cut, but that's basically all I have for um, this album. And I just think it was a great, you know, third album for her. And Mm -hmm. as she transitions into her sound to red, which I'm a huge fan of. So what do you think about that one? Yes. Uh, Red is my second favorite. Taylor Swift album. Um, so yeah, this was her transition period. So she included a lot of country, but she also included a lot of very clearly pop songs. And I actually very much like that about this album. It has a little bit for everyone. If you want to listen to more pop songs, you can. You got your. Um, we are. Never, we are never getting back together. Um, I knew you were trouble. Twenty two. But then if you want, you know, a little bit more country sounding what like I almost do is like a good one um then we got state of grace which is like completely different as well it's also really good I think state of grace is is her best um intro intro song like it it describes the album so well state of grace Mm -hmm. is is that song for red if I had Um, to choose one song for her to make like her next album based on it would be state of grace that sound I want her to go down yes I agree I think that's I think that's a great song um my my critique here though is that it is inconsistent. The songs in the album just kind of hop around all the time and it doesn't really make any sense to me when I listen to it. I'm like, what I'm not sure which direction she's going in sometimes. Um but um it has all too well. And I I anyone who speaks poorly on red. I just have to ask, how can an album contain All Too Well? Exactly. Like, it doesn't that? matter it, that. It doesn't. That just so good. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, before Folklore came out, All Too Well was, like, widely regarded her best song. And after Folklore's release, I still think it's easily I top five, if not top three. Song. This I song is still good. It is It is that good. It's something special. It really is. Like, it's it rare is. to come by a song like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and even the, que- even the songs that are considered questionable aren't that questionable. They like, aren't. They really like, aren't. Stay, 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 listen. I get it. It's not <laughs> good. It's, it's not that good, but it's not as bad as people make it out to be. So... Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I say? If they put Stay, Stay, Stay on an album like Fearless, it wouldn't stick out because the quality of songs on Fearless aren't as good as the ones on Red, I feel like. So, mm-hmm. which is not blood in, you know, you wouldn't notice. Yeah. An album like Red, where there's so many highs, it's like, then it gets questionable. But yeah. honestly, Red, this is my favorite. I really do think Red is Taylor Swift's best album. And I'm going to explain why I really do think when I think of Taylor Swift. I see a country star and I see a pop star in this album just blends both of those elements so, so well in the best way possible. And I really do think that it has the highs on this album are all career highlights. So like we said, state of grace, 
I think this is her best opener. We got Red, the title track. I really enjoyed this song. We got Treacherous, another great song. Holy yeah. Ground. All these songs are such highs. And then, of course, All Too Well, in my opinion, one of her best mm -hmm. songs. That song mm -hmm. is so hard to top. I cannot wait for the re-recording for that thing because oh I heard a longer, a longer version of it. So uh -huh. um, I'm very excited. But this album, honestly, I just really do think you know, it also shows her personality. Well, you got songs like We Are Never Getting Back Together in 22, like songs that you might look at like with this, like questionably, but I really do think they're diaries of a 22 year old girl at the time, a young adult yeah. growing up and they show her personality and like her spunk well, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I do look at as Taylor Swift, not only as an artist, but as a person. And when I hear this album and I get that energy and personality out of it, mm -hmm. I connect with it a little bit more, you know? So yeah. I really do think this album is just, it's just really something else and it will stand the test of time. Her songwriting yeah. on here was very solid and people do say that, you know, it's bloated, it's long. There's some questionable songs, the direction's all over the place. And I really, I can't agree with that on some aspects, but I really don't because I think, like I said, stay, 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 songs that are weaker. I think yeah. if you put it on any other Taylor Swift album, it wouldn't be too bad. But I really do think that, ugh, I just love this album a lot and I just, I just think it's her best. I don't know. Yeah. I no, I, I I agree. I think it's I think it's incredible. Also, that red lip. Come on, on that that uh, cover art. Can we just take a second? That red art, lip. Just, that me. became her. That yeah. became her, and yeah. I love that. I love mm -hmm. that. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. And as I was talking about in Fearless, I couldn't. I can't tell which one of these Fearless Speak Now or Red, which one became like made her a household name. But this mm -hmm. album also has a very strong. Uh, reasoning like for it to be that album that that really broke her through and and made her household name so and I do want to preface really quick when I say like about the lows on this album I don't listen to the deluxe version so I know girl at home's on there which is like a weaker mm -hmm. song I'm not mm -hmm. including that in the critiques that I'm giving so that's that's why I'm not saying that but I really do think on the standard version stay 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 is really the only weak one so that's what I think um, about Red. I just think it's definitely one of her um, best albums. Mm -hmm. So now we've got 1989, her first full-on pop album, essentially. Yep. Synth pop produced by Max Martin and arguably the biggest pop producer ever, released in 2014. Huge commercial air for her. She got three number ones out of this in massive mm -hmm. hits. Um, so what do you think of this one? Uh, so here are where my, my hot takes come into play. So, <laughs> yes. This is a good, like, this is by no means a bad album. I will never say it is. This is a good album. It's done well. But that's all I'm going to say. Like, that's all I can say about this album. Um, I don't, when I look at this album, I only see the hits. Mm -hmm. If you take out the hits, if you take out the singles. I don't think this album provides as much as people claim it does. Most of these songs are very middle of the, like, so they're not bad, but they're not like incredible. Any of, most of these songs are very middle of the pack Taylor Swift, which isn't really shocking. Like it's, it's not something that makes me want to go, yeah, this is that good. Like, mm -hmm. like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like this is so hit heavy, so single heavy and it's commercial success is huge. And I get that. And like it won the Grammy, which we, I don't want to get into that, but like, it, it shouldn't have, but I, I don't see anything else. I, I genuinely don't see anything else. And one thing 
one thing I remember is very distinctly when I first heard this album, when the singles were coming out and all of that, the first two were Shake It Off and um, Blank Space. Yeah. And then the third one was like either Style or Wildest Dream. I think the third uh, one was Style. And I remember when Style came out, my only thought was, why was this the third? Why didn't she release this first? Like, uh, why Why were these two not that great songs released? Yeah. And then this absolute incredible yeah. song release. Like, like I'm t- the best songs, and by far, like, the best are some of, the, some of her best songs, right? It's like Style. Mm-hmm. Wildest Dreams, New Romantics, which is on Deluxe, but New Romantics, Out of the Woods, incredible songs. Some of Taylor Swift's best work. But like, I'm not going to sit here and say Bad Blood is worthy of being like defended. I don't want to defend Bad Blood. I don't want to defend Shake It Off. I just can't. You can't. I'm not going to, you know? Okay. Anyways. Oh, the cover is great. I love the cover. (laughs) I love the cover, though. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, basically, my take on 1989, I really, really do actually think that this is a good pop album. So when I look on paper, there's not much wrong with this album, you know. It does still maintain the songwriting aspect and storytelling that Taylor Swift did have in her first few albums. But she does it in such a way that I think is revitalized with this pop sound. You got, like, banging synths. You got the structure. I feel like 1989 is, like, taken out of, like, the textbook definition of, like, pop. And then, but it does it so well. Like, it has the verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, final chorus structure. And Max Martin, you know, comes on this thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, and Shellback, like, they do their thing mm-hmm. with this. They do it in such a great way that I think was a great collaboration. They complemented each other with Taylor Swift's songwriting. And I just do think this has a lot of great songs. And what you were saying with like, it doesn't have much to offer outside of the singles. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because Clean, for instance, I think this is a really, really great song, a a really great deep cut. I also like I Know Places. And, but I can see where you could say like the other songs aren't absolutely top tier, but um, yeah, but it does have some weak points like Bad Blood, like you were saying. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Welcome to New York. All you had to do was say is okay, but I don't think it's top tier. And then, um, or sorry, not all you had to do is say, I like that one. How You Get the Girl was the one I don't yeah. think top tier. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, um, I really do think that this is a solid and really, really good pop album. My issue with it and why I kind of, I used to have this at like number two in my rankings, mm-hmm. but I kind of lowered it to number four. Mm-hmm. As I'm listening to more music, like a lot more pop albums, I'm realizing that this album doesn't really have like, a style to it like it does like you know what you could say that it does like mm-hmm. it has you know like Max Martin like they said with it but he's mm-hmm. done a lot of other albums before so it's going off the of stuff that's that's came out in the past whereas mm-hmm. I look at amazing whereas I think of like the best pop albums of all time I think of like Thriller by Michael Jackson mm-hmm. Ray of Light by Madonna um, Purple Rain by Prince those albums have such a unique style to it that like only they could have pulled it off and I yeah. could recognize the song from that album this one kind of has that but it's like not it's not the same there's not as much like it doesn't it's not as intriguing and it doesn't stand out as much it's kind of just mm-hmm. a little bit plain but I really do think that this is um I think that this is her best pop album, so mm-hmm. that's my opinion. But moving on to Reputation, um, so this one's definitely, I'm not sure people are going to be happy with their thoughts on this one, but what do you think about it? <laughs> it's her worst. I don't care what people say. It's her worst. I'm not going to sit here and defend this album at all. Taylor Swift is capable of missing, and she missed, okay? She's a human. It's okay. 
we move on. She has done better since. But this album is so bad. I re-listened to it last night because I was like, you know what? Maybe I should give it one more. Give it another try. Let me I see tried. if I. I try. This is this is like it my third or fourth worse. try at this point. It sounds worse as time goes on. It's, I think. I just I can't I can't listen to it without cringing. Like I cringe at these songs. Um, I wrote down I wrote down notes. Okay, cover art. Probably one of her worst. Did not like it. I like the font and like the writing. I thought that was cool. I actually like the cover art. Really? So. I, I, I don't, don't love like it, but I think it's one of her better ones. <laughs> the I, visuals, I was, the visuals blow the music out of the water for this thing, though. Yeah. The music mm-hmm. videos. I think the visuals were good. I agree. Yeah. The music videos were good. Um, so this is a huge like drop down from 1989. Like I had great expectations for after 1989 and its success and it, how good it was. I was like, oh, this is gonna be better. No, it wasn't, it was actually worse. Um, I know that there, I feel like there's two parts to this album. I feel like maybe the first half was talking a little bit more on, actually, you know what? No, scratch that. I, I, don't, I don't really know how the album's actually broken down half by half, but there's two aspects to this album. One is the point that she was trying to make to the industry, right? Whatever point it was, I don't know. She's, she's fighting the media. And the second one was, her finding love in a in a difficult time period so for the first part you made your point move on like i just i feel like she used a sound that is just not for her like this this deep mood like dark moody trap hip-hop type sound it's it's not taylor swift it's not who we know the artist we know her to be exactly so those all of those songs and there were multiple of them with that i'm like this just doesn't, this just sound good. Endgame is just a combination of people I didn't want to see. Why would you do that? Um, Like, yeah, so like the beat of I did something bad. I actually really like it. I like the beat. I just don't like Taylor Swift on the beat. Like, um, and okay, let's talk about something positive from the album. Delicate is great. I like the song Delicate. I think if I were to listen to a song of reputation, it'd be that one. And only that one um <laughs> and so i probably should talk about this earlier but the second part of the album that people are saying it's about the love story like, like her finding love the love song she didn't write eight other albums for you to say that this is the good love song <gasps> taylor swift has 50 other love songs exactly. that are incredibly better incredibly like, why, would you, why would you say why so would you it just feels so, like, I feel so disrespected. Like, it's almost disrespectful to her as an artist, you know, because if you've listened to her other albums, you know what she's capable of. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, one more positive note. Look What You Made Me Do has got to be one of her worst songs, but it was a great single choice, I think. <laughs> okay. video. I'll give it that. Great music video. Great music video. Great <laughs> Great, great, like, choices, it being the single, I think it does explain the whole era it, and all of that. for, like, what the world she's building is going to be, it's just the world wasn't that good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, honestly, my thoughts on Reputation, I agree. I just think this album, she really missed the mark on for what she was going for. I think that it's just disrespectful to call this like a masterful concept album and like one of her best albums because Mm -hmm. if you read the lyrics on this thing it's just so so surface level and i would have liked the concept she was going for of like the dark sides of fame what's happened stuff 
but this isn't something unique to Taylor Swift. Other artists have explored this before. I mean, I'm thinking of like the Black Album by Jay-Z, the Fame Monster by Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. explored these aspects of fame really well. And Reputation just doesn't go like that deep with it, I find. I really just, in the production on this thing isn't particularly good. People mm-hmm. can be like, oh, it's more like groundbreaking than 1989. And like, not really, because the scents on this thing are very, very dated. As I listen to it now, it sounds so old already. Like, mm-hmm. even ready for it, it kind of sounds like it's just like a weird, like, dated Yeezus reject, honestly. <laughs> like, it sounds like this, it has this weird dubstep thing going on, and it's you like... You just made a Taylor Swift-Kanye West comparison. I'm sorry, <laughs> but, like, well, granted, granted, I do like the little pre-course part, like, in the middle of the night, the night. Mm-hmm. that part's good, but then when it gets to, are you ready for it, it's like... That was a little bit unexpected but I do think that Endgame's just completely like not not what we wanted at all Ed Sheeran and Future collabing like on this trap beat isn't really just no and then (laughs) it's something bad I don't really even like the song at all I think it sounds dated I think it's just not Taylor Swift's authentic self she's trying to be this mean girl persona that we didn't really get We, we we know her personality by listening to her first few albums this was not it don't Blame Me is actually not that bad. I think this might be one of the better songs on the album. One of the more tolerable ones, even though I think it sounds so much like Hosier's Take Me to Church. I just think it sounds just like that song, which I can't get it out of my head. Um, oh my gosh. No, seriously. Think about I'm going to go back and listen to it again now. Yeah. Delicate's good, though. Like you said, I do believe the, the aspect she was trying to portray in Delicate. Look What You Made Me Do, Awful. Um, just going through is really quick. So it goes forgettable, gorgeous, I hate. Getaway Car, here we go, a good song. This one's my favorite song on the album. And I think it's one of her best songs today. I really love Getaway Car, so I'm a defender of that song. And I do like the concept and meaning and lyrics behind it. And I love that bridge. So Getaway Car is the one defining aspect of this album, but I wish there was more. Um, she's got this weird, like, airy, like, ambient vibe and dress in King of My Heart. Like, oh, God. I'm not really liking oh. that much. Yeah, I know no. fans really like King of My Heart. I'm just not a fan. Dancing mm-hmm. with Our Hands Tied is a basic pop song, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why we can't have nice things awful. Call it what you want. I actually don't mind the song. It's just that the trap beat's just like a little bit different for Taylor, but I don't think it's a bad song. Um, mm-hmm. And New Year's Day, I also don't think is a bad song, but it's just so awkward and so out of place on this album. How are you going to have all these different like weird like dance pop influences and you're going to have a, just a cliche like ballad at the end? Like it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just left me with a lot of questions. So 1989, not a huge fan. Or sorry, Reputation, not a huge fan. Reputation, not a huge fan. I'm a fan of 1989, not Reputation. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Anyways, as we transition into her other, her last pop album, I should say, 2019's release, Lover, um, a lot of interesting aspects about this one. What do you think about it? I think this is her best pop album by a smidge. I specified by a smidge. I don't think it's like, overshoots 1989. I just think it's slightly better. Um, I love the cover. I feel like some people don't, but I like it. It makes me feel happy. I love the color scheme. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. My only thoughts on this are this. Me and You Need to Calm Down should have been removed entirely. It shouldn't have been on the album. She could have had them as singles and that's fine. Um, but she shouldn't have put them on the album because I feel like those songs drag the album down Mm -hmm. like the amount of incredible songs on this album is is actually like 
shocking. Like we got Cruel Summer, that lover, Miss Americana, Paper Rings, Cornelius Tree, Death by a Thousand Cuts, Afterglow. I just named seven just right off the top. Like, okay, I wrote it down. That's great songs. Genuinely. They're genuinely incredible songs, right? But we look past, not we, but like the public looks past that because of songs like Me, You Need to Calm Down, It's Nice to Have a Friend on it and those songs just weigh the album down if she had just kept them off the album this album would be respected 10 times more that is that is that's my main thought on this album you know and what puts it just slightly above over 1989 is i think that this the tracks that are not the singles that are not the hits are just slightly better than the ones on 1989. I think they're all very middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider any of them her yeah. best, but they are just a little bit better than the ones on 1989. Yeah. And you know what? I, I think another I, I think another factor is that we never really did get a full and proper era, lover era. Well, we never really got it. Performance for this exactly. Album. And then the pandemic happened, so we didn't yeah. really get a lot from it. And I think that she that's why it's... But she just moved exactly. on to the floor. Yeah. Exactly. Like she just could, and, and you know that that's not something she could control, obviously. Yeah. So, you know that is a sad part. But I just I love like she's gen, she seems genuinely happy. Happy. And that's what I that's what I love about this album is I just love it when she's like genuinely happy, and it was yeah. a great contrast. Like if she had fun recording this, like I could yeah, tell. Exactly. it just sounds like she yeah. had fun. At least she was her authentic self on this one. Reputation, mm-hmm. I don't think she was. So that's why I do think right. this album's a smidge better. But um, I really think that lover, I see the potential. It's there. Like you said, there's so many good songs. Let's see. I'm going through the track list right now. Cruel Summer, great pop song. Lover title track, one of my favorites on here. Um, you got, what else is there? Afterglow, False God, which is a really good one. We mm-hmm. didn't talk about it. I love that saxophone in there. So like the, these songs that I'm naming, they're some of, honestly, like you can make an argument for them being some of Taylor Swift's best songs. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that there is enough songs that are passable in quality where they could make, cut this album down. Like, holy shit, 18 songs. I don't, it's really rare that I like an album that's more than 15 songs, honestly. Yeah. It's, there's bound to be filler and that definitely mm-hmm. was the case in this thing. So the potential was there. If they cut this thing down, take me off of there. You need to calm down. Um, it's nice to have a friend. Um, Soon it'll get better. I know I, I know the meaning behind it. It's beautiful. I just think sonically it's nothing really interesting. London Boy mm-hmm. has some like weird cringe lyrics going on. It's like, how yeah. did she write this after all her other stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, all the other songs I would like, you know, you can keep most of the other songs, but I think the production needed a little bit more of a revamping because the songs almost kind of come off as cheap to me for some mm-hmm. reason. Not all the songs, but some of them do so. That just revamped the production a little bit but the songwriting was there on a lot of the highlights i'm saying it's just such a mixed bag that i can't consider it one of her best albums when you got so many duds in there so i really really do see the potential with lover but i just think it could have been um it could have been better but it's not bad overall a little step up from uh reputation so yeah so now we got 2020 released folklore um made a lot of waves a lot of buzz one album of the year at the grammys so yep. what's your take? I think this is her best written work. Um, but like by far, like, um, this then I would say, literally. like in short, like if I, that's, that, that is folklore to me. Folklore is just incredible in, in the writing. Yeah. I, I've never, I've never heard her do anything better. Um, she, she like, 
I, I, her talent is immense in that in that sense. Um, I do like the cover. I, I think it's one of my favorites. I love the black and white. The like it's that. it's minimal. Like like she's like so small and it's just like this big four. It really I love captures it. the essence of the album well. The cover. Mm-hmm. And I love yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, no, I think it was a very impressive feat um, during the time of COVID, and it showcased her true talent, which is her songwriting. And this is like because folklore came out. I find it blasphemous that anyone says anything is like that much better, like writing wise. Like people will say, like Reputation is is her best writing wise, and I'm like, a woman didn't release folklore for you to say that. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what what do you mean? Uh, I exactly. think um, I think Cardigan or August have to be have to be her best song. I used to think it was all too well, but now I think it's Cardigan or August. Mm-hmm. Both both half are agree. just half agree. I I am like both are so good. Um, I'm here for Taylor cursing. Also, yeah, I mean, like oh, that's this is this is something we need to talk about more. I know. She finally like actually was like cursing in songs. Definitely. Except she didn't do that and um, I did something bad though. If a man talks shit, then I know. But like, yeah. like it, it was, was she would maybe in one song here or there, here are yeah. like multiple songs where she did that. Yeah. And I was okay with, I was like, you know what? With this the is, explicit label on it. Yeah, that's, I, I saw the explicit label and I was like, oh my God. It's kind of like, if, you know, I know I was like an Ariana, or I followed Ariana while in Dangerous Woman when I saw those explicit labels on mm-hmm. it. I'm like, yes, finally. Yes, we're finally getting <laughs> this. Yeah. Um, another few songs that I think are great. Uh, Betty, I think is incredible. The One, My Tears Ricochet, This Is Me Trying. And my favorite is The Last Great American Dynasty. A lot oh. of people don't. I I love the last Great American Dynasty. Oh, good. It's so good. But uh, yeah, those are those are my notable tracks off this album. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I was this this really solidified the idea that she is one of the best songwriters mm-hmm. we've ever had, and this this truly showed it. Yeah, this was a great album to come out for her after Reputation and Lover kind of a slump for her. But mm-hmm. Folklore really is her playing the long term game. I do think this album will be remembered down the line as one even if it wasn't as big as like all her other albums i mean it, it still was big granted i shouldn't have said that but still it'll be remembered for its quality more than mm-hmm. a lot of her other albums yes and it really showcases yeah. her writing so well and it's so consistent i think this is definitely one of her most consistent albums you don't have really many duds if any no there's there aren't very many like low points no, either it's really. all yeah not really so i really do think um going through the chocolates here i really like the one as an album opener the last great american dynasty is probably one of her best written songs the storytelling on that thing is Mm -hmm. so so good and it really shows you how she can paint a picture so vividly in someone's head kind of like we got with all too well but also with this one too same aspect Mm -hmm. that's what i love about taylor exile is a good collab um basically like all the songs like uh this is me trying is also another one of my favorites i like the vibe to that one august great very rich melody in august yeah this album has a lot of rich melodies to it um invisible string i like that one and then let's see um cardigan i do like but i will say maybe hot take i think it's a little bit overrated only because I'm, I'm coming to this conclusion by myself. I know Fantana said this, but I do think it sounds so much like Alana's song. <laughs> I can't get that out of my head. It's oh like, my God. 
literally, I don't oh, know. It yeah. sounds, I know Jack did this and he also did NFR, but it sounds like an NFR. It song. does. It does. <laughs> now, know. when I, when I really think about it, I can see it. I can see you get it. what I mean? Like the elongated okay. vocals, the, like the syllables in it, like she really, mm-hmm. I don't know, in the way she paints a picture with like all the stuff that she's, mm-hmm. I don't know, just the vibe to it really gives me one <laughs> energy but it's still a good song regardless it really still is i just wish the last american last great american dynasty got that song of the year nomination over that one but yeah yeah well cardigan had the um had the radio play over last mm -hmm. great american dynasty it It was a single so it's kind of understandable but moving on to the sister record if you will evermore um Mm -hmm. uh i call it the sagittarius surprise because it was released in December. No, um, a- this is my favorite cover. are so lucky. I know, I know. Uh, how did she, I don't know how she did it, but, yeah. um, so this is my favorite album cover by her. But mm-hmm. I don't know, I love the colors. I love that it's just yeah. her, like the back of her, her hair is so nicely done. So I love it. It's calming, it's everything that I, um, I think it's the more en- enjoyable of the, of the two releases because it comes off quote unquote happier um that's that's it. I, I think it again showed off her her songwriting i wouldn't say there's a huge difference between the two of them um just to me i didn't really sense too much of a difference i know that there's also like a whole story with like three different people the trilogy yeah, yeah that which i think is just incredible that she was mm-hmm. able to do that um yeah. i don't know the specifics of the story so i feel like i'd have to listen to it a little bit more maybe and read up on it um i love nobody no crime nobody yeah. no crime just wow. from the from the first from the first from the first i, system, I yeah. love it yeah. um yeah i i think some notable tracks so willow i love champagne problems i love nobody no crime tis the damn season um evermore i think evermore is the better bonnie bear club than um exile i didn't like exile so much but i liked evermore a lot dorothea i love and long story short. So mm-hmm. those are, my, that, I mean, I don't, I feel like a lot of what I said in folklore kind of applies to Evermore. Yeah. So. Definitely um, a similar vibe that you have going on here. Although you do get the overarching energy that this is a little bit happier and it does have a little bit of a different feel, but not that much. It still has the same singer songwriter approach to it. Uh, I really do think that this album is kind of equal in quality with folklore, but I don't think it's, I in my ranking, it's not as high because I really do think folklore overshadows this album. So when I think people are gonna look back on Taylor Swift's discography, I think they're gonna remember folklore more so mm-hmm. than evermore. Just my opinion, I could be wrong because mm-hmm. this is a future prediction, but I think folklore overshadows it for what this was. And I don't even think this will win album of the year either. But mm-hmm. um, I do think that when I'm looking on the track list here, my favorites are Champagne Problems, Tolerate It's probably my favorite song. I love that oh, yeah. one. Um, Nobody No Crime, although I will say it grew off me a little bit, but it was my mm-hmm. favorite on my initial listen. Mm-hmm. I like Ivy, um, and what else is there? Um, Enclosure kind of has like, I don't not I'm honestly like not like that, like critical of this song, even though like everyone hates it, <laughs> but it kind of sounds like a Fiona Apple, like a little bit, like, like the noise that she's doing in the back. <laughs> and it's like, oh, like interesting. I'm not so I, I feel like I need to listen to more Fiona Apple before I say anything on that so I'm not too sure about that <laughs> but not, I don't know that one was a funny one but um Willow's good I don't know if I mentioned Willow but it's you know melodically catchy 
Um, let's see. Tis the Damn Season, oh, you mentioned is my favorite. I personally don't really like this one as much just because I think the production on this one is a little bit weird. It has a rich melody. But I don't know, like, when I'm listening to it, like, with my headphones, it's, like, mm -hmm. on, like, one of my ears, like, there's this drum that's banging in the back that's, like, really loud, and I don't like mm -hmm. that. Um, but other than that, I think, like, all the songs are pretty good. Some better than others, like I said. Mm -hmm. But I do think that this album's great. I just don't think that it's going to stand um, stand out more so than folklore when you look at the styles like this because when you look at an artist's discography and their overarching styles I feel like they have one main album that kind of stands out and I think that'll be folklore for maybe just yeah. it's because it came out first but I, I think so um, I think it's a combination of it just being slightly better written and also that it came out first slightly. I think it's a combination of the two I agree I think folklore will just be more well known and you know and that's okay it's they're both good like I, I just they're both very good. I like Evermore a little bit more, I think, than Folklore, but like they're they're right next to each other for me. Yeah. yeah. So basically, we've got um, all we've gotten into all nine of her albums and definitely solid discography. So we're yeah. gonna share our final album rankings from mm -hmm. last to first. So you want to go first? Uh, sure. So uh, I'm gonna put Reputation in last place. For obvious reasons. Then I've got Debut. Um, then I have probably Fearless. Then I have 1989. Then I have um, Folklore and then Evermore. But those two can switch depending on the day. Then I have Lover in third, Red in second, Speak Now in first. Okay. So um, I would say for last place, I have um, Taylor Swift and then I have eighth place I have reputation only because I like getaway car more than ever song on um, Taylor Swift but other than that there's there's still more hurting that I feel like anyways I feel like seventh place I would have lover sixth place I would have fearless fifth place I would have evermore only because of the reasons I said I think folklore overshadows it fourth place I would have 1989 third place speak now second place um, folklore and then first place red so that's basically my rankings. There and we go. <laughs> well, that was fun. Um, so we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in with us on this podcast. We release episodes twice a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays. So be sure to check us out on all our social media. It'll be linked right here. And our next episode is going to be us discussing our 10 favorite albums of all time. So remember, it's just going to be our favorites. We're going to talk about why it's our favorite, what we love about it. And we're really excited to see you guys then. So until then, it's Sayonara from Venetia and from <laughs> Dylan. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for watching. Okay. Bye guys. Bye.